0: Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket podcast where we chat with today's most inspiring and successful healthcare leaders. I really want to thank you for tuning in today. I invite you to go to outcomesrocket.com/reviews where you could rate and review the show and let us know what you thought about today's episode. Without further ado, I want to introduce our outstanding guest. His name is Raphael J. Grossman, Dr. Grossman. He is a surgeon, speaker, TEDx attendant and speaker, exponential medicine faculty, first Google Glass surgeon. The guy has an amazing presence in the digital medicine field and he loves what he does as a practicing physician in general acute care trauma and advanced laparoscopic and robotic surgery. I want to introduce him and I want to open up the microphone so he could fill in any of the gaps of the introduction. Rafael, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you Saul it's a pleasure to to be here and, and thank you for your kind uh, uh, introduction it's great to be here
0: Hey, you know it's it's awesome to be here the first time that I saw your work I was at exponential medicine a couple of years ago you were up on the stage and I could see the passion in your eyes and and just in the way that you spoke about just using google glass but also digital medicine so I want to ask you what got you in the medicine to begin with my father's a surgeon but, but I don't
1: think had too much to do about it. I guess uh, uh, shaping my, my mind uh, down to, to the level of high school, I kind of thought that medicine would be a profession for me, the right profession for me. I, I guess uh, I don't want to be uh, too uh, general, but I guess helping people, you know, uh, working with your hands, uh, uh, kind of making a change uh, that you can see. Those were things that always uh, attracted me.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. And, you know, it's that heartstring element that gets a lot of us into it. I know that's what sort of got me into it, Rafael. But tell me, you're deep into the digital health <clears throat> realm. What do you think a hot topic that should be on every medical leader's agenda today? And how are you seeing it implemented? Well, it's a
1: pretty interesting question. And there are so many things, you know, that we should be using and that we are not using. I mean, we, we all use a computer, we all use a digital records, or most of us, at least in the U.S. I think that it certainly I would recommend every physician out there, or every aspiring physician out there, to really research the topic of digital health. Being you know, from from healthcare social media and to be engaged uh, with healthcare social media to then things uh, like uh, apps, uh, things like the advent of uh, virtual reality, uh, the advent of augmented reality, uh, those things are going to change the way we do medicine. Uh, nowadays, you know, uh, more and more we use uh, smart glasses, uh, more and more we talk about uh, augmented or artificial intelligence uh, being a helper in medicine, mm-hmm. we talk about robotics, we talk about blockchain. I think that AI and blockchain are really going to revolutionize the way medicine is going to be practiced uh, in the next five years or less.
0: Even. Absolutely. I definitely love your perspective here. And one of the things, Dr. Grossman, is the assumption that people make sometimes, you know, and and I'm guilty of it too, the assumption of, hey, you know, everybody knows what digital medicine is, but I think you make a good point. If you're a practicing physician or an aspiring practicing physician, research this area of digital medicine. And I think you'll it'll blow your mind away. And the other thing that you'll see is that Dr. Grossman, Raphael here is is uh, pretty deep into it, an influencer in the space. And the other point that you made, Raphael, is you said augmented intelligence, which is awesome. This concept that AI is taking over us, but in reality, it's only helping us. Can you expand on that a little bit more?
1: Yeah, it's a sort of a terminology that have been uh, catching up. It's not really artificial, and it is, but it's really augmented. I mean, the actual end of this uh, technology is uh, to create a parallel system or intelligence that that will compete with us. Uh, And the same is for for many things in in digital health. I think that these tools are here to augment us, to empower us, to exponentially make us better, so that uh, I see it very clearly that we human doctors can then be more better human doctors and let the devices the digital platforms the artificial you know electronic platforms do what they do best which is uh, you know counting remembering selecting uh, memorizing we are not as good as those systems to do those things, but we are very good and could be and should be even better on empathizing, on being more human, on communicating better with patients. Maybe we won't get more time with each patient, but we can certainly get much better time with with each patient. You know, a computer will not be able to, you know, hold someone's hands or cry with someone or rise, laugh, laugh with someone. Those are things that we are going to be allowed and, and enabled and empowered to do by uh, freeing up some of the areas that are better for the computers to handle.
0: I think that's a really great call out, Rafael. And listeners, there's so much power behind artificial intelligence in medicine. And it's just being able to understand that without humans, the care and health care cannot be provided. The health can. You know, you could spray health on people, but it's that empathy that that helps bring better outcomes to the table. Rafael, give the listeners an example of how you have improved outcomes by introducing digital technologies and medicine in your practice.
1: Well, it's hard to prove in a way, you know, improving outcomes. Uh, I haven't done any formal studies in my clinical practice. Okay, there are many studies out there and some of them I've been involved with in regards to validating all these technologies to improve what we do in the factual sense. But in the personal level, I can see how the patients uh, react. I can see how the patients understand better when I explain to them uh, with the help of an app or when I put some uh, smart glass on on, on a patient and they can uh, see a hologram of their heart beating, for example. When I show them on, on, uh, you know, I've been working recently on a platform advising this company, Animaris, and we have an AR kit platform that is called Inside Heart. When you show that to the patient on a smartphone and the patient can go around the heart floating in the room and seeing the heart beating irregularly. And you can see how finally, you know, this little old lady understood, you know, what atrial fibrillation means and that she can get closer and dive inside the heart and see different things. Those are things that are intuitively better and things that are sometimes hard to quantify. Mm -hmm. uh, what the the improvement of the outcome. I think it's just a a matter of improving connectivity and improving communication that that's that's a whole goal and that automatically has to at the end improve outcomes
0: yeah Raphael, that's a good call-out right you know being able to communicate with our patients better is is pivotal to outcomes and while you haven't done the the studies in your practice per se you've actually seen the spark in the eye or the acknowledgement of understanding that leads to better outcomes absolutely absolutely that's great give us an example of a time when you guys or you know your team or you have had a setback or failed what did you learn from that moment
1: well you know many times you know, technology is uh, is fun when it works and uh, that's right times, you know technology uh, it can just uh, fail you and, and leave you grounded you know worse than you were to begin with it's uh, i guess i'll have to think uh, back uh, but, uh, you know, just uh, uh, trying to show someone how cool a, an app is or a platform and suddenly you don't have internet, you know, you can't connect uh, yep. to the internet. Or that. So those are simple things that really prove the point of how, wow, sometimes uh, things are, are, don't go as, as smoothly as they should. And, you know, uh, there are patients that are not interested. You know, patients who, who, you know what, have nothing to do with uh, with this tablet or with this a smartphone. I just draw it to me, or uh, so. Technology is not for everyone, certainly, yes. but I think that is a tool that that can empower us to to communicate better and to get to the patients and get the message through much, much better.
0: That's really great. You know, and this technology is not for everybody, and when you spend so much time on just trying to impact your patient and make sure that they're better. You just have to be flexible. And as you've had many years of experience, Raphael, in this field, if you had to fast forward to the end of your career and you're just the final day in what you do, what would be the one thing that you want the healthcare realm to remember you by?
1: Well, I would say that my general idea, my general motto, I guess, uh, is that I am all about trying to use technology in a smart way to improve the way we do healthcare and we teach healthcare, while communicating and connecting better. Obviously, my jump to fame, I guess, was the fact that I I was the the first surgeon who used Google Glass, you know, in a live streaming of surgery. I guess that will always be there. And that was something very intuitively done. Didn't think much about it. I just did it, you know, thought that this cool heart-mounted camera would be really great to stream. Mm-hmm. a surgeon from the perspective of my eye and the students, uh, instead of being right behind me trying to see what I was seeing, they were just next room, you know, and sipping coffee and answering questions, asking questions and having the, the front seat uh, view of what I was doing. So I thought that that was a pretty sort of simple way to use it, but, but obviously it caught up and, and, and it went very, very much exponentially <laughs> viral. And that's sort of the thing that kind of, brought me to before that I'd done you know some TEDx uh, talks and uh, we had to use an iPod touch back in 19, in 2011 when the iPhone 4 came out the iPod touch to do a teleconference in basically a, a teleconsole for acute trauma. Mm. so uh, that got me to do my first TEDx talk doing it nice. but, but you know but I think in general is my passion is really using technology in a smart way to and not fancy technology sometimes just common technology that sometimes is created for gaming you yes. can use to potentially save a life so that's sort of the
0: whole concept i think that's wonderful rafael and i think you definitely have left already you're still early into, not early, but mid-career, and you still have a lot of time ahead of you. You've already left a legacy with the things that you've done, and it's gonna be exciting to see what you do ahead here when the years kind of tick forward. I'm, I'm really excited to keep up with your work and what you're doing. You do have a pretty cool social media presence. Uh, listeners, if you're curious, you could find uh, Dr. Grossman on Twitter. It's at ZGJR or he also has a website at Raphaelgrossman.com. That's G-R-O-S-S-M-A-N-N.com. Take a look at what he's up to. I, I think you'll find it pretty intriguing and it'll spark some thoughts. And, and I know Dr. Grossman always welcomes just communication and, and chatting, right? Absolutely, that's the point, to communicate and connect. Absolutely. So, tell us about an exciting project that you're working on today.
1: Wow, there's there's so many things really, but there's a couple of things that basically that, that I'm more more focused than anything else. I've been working on, on on mixed reality, you know, that that fusion between virtual reality and augmented reality for a couple of years. I started using the Hololens, the Microsoft holographic lenses, for almost a couple of years. I learned about those early on, and then had the chance to try them very very early when I was uh, uh, judging uh, MIT Hackathon on virtual reality and the people of Case Western Reserve uh, uh, showed them to me and then immediately I got engaged. And so um, there's a couple of, uh, of companies uh, sort of that, that I've been involved with and one of them, I'm, I'm their medical advisor. it's uh, One is called Animaris, A-N-I-M-A-R-E-S. It's a okay. company out of uh, Germany. To my view, they're really the, the best, uh, I think, uh, web illustrators out there and they do a lot of healthcare and they came up with this uh, HoloLens app called Insight Heart. And Mm -hmm. uh, I happened to be in the HoloLens working on something and their app came live and I saw it and I thought it was interesting. So I tried it and it blew up my mind. It was just a heart, very, very realistic, anatomically correct hologram of a heart uh, that i could manipulate and i could go around and open up and so uh, immediately i gave my great review and i was the first user and the first reviewer of their app and that caught their attention and then we connected and then i after uh, you know some time uh, basically uh, interacting with them uh, we've been uh, having a great relationship and i'm their medical advisor so uh, we started not just a uh, showing this heart, but I really wanted the heart to be interactive and to, in a way hack that mm-hmm. makes reality a scene in the way of opening up, manipulating it, moving it, talking to it. And then we started, well, we need to connect this to sensors. You know, we all wear trackers and wearables and whatnot. So uh, we started uh, thinking about, well, we need to see how this heart can, can show not just a beating a rate that the app is, is giving to it but uh, your own heart rate yeah. so we started doing that and, yeah synchronizing so that that was really uh pretty cool to see your own heartbeat and then ar came out uh, you know for the ios 11 and uh, they've been working very diligently and, and these kids are amazing they connecting with apple and with microsoft in a level that any company would, would just be jealous of and they came up with the inside heart in the ar kit a, a module in, hmm for the iPhone. And uh, it, it's unbelievable. Everyone should try this. It's, uh, you know, it's an app that costs, uh, I don't know, a dollar or so, but it's a uh, really unbelievable what you can do. You can have a floating hologram of a heart and it's interactive. You can pair it with your Apple watch. If you have an Apple watch and you can see your own heart beating at your own rate and rhythm. And uh, you know, it's just fantastic. It's just exponential. Now there's another company that's called Medivis or Medivis, okay. M-E-D-I-V-I-S. It's a couple of uh, physicians, a radiologist and and a neurosurgeon. And uh, I I met with them by by chance. And they have a platform for HoloLens that is unbelievable. It's a platform that really has a whole spectrum. It goes from a teaching platform of teaching anatomy. and, And they also have a platform for the smartphone. But in HoloLens, they go from teaching platform to then a diagnostic uh, platform where you can look at images in a holographic way and interact with them and in a dynamic way. See, in medicine, we, we look at x-rays and we look at on flat screens. Even right. though we have 3D images that we can manipulate on the yeah. flat screen, it's something different to see the image in the air floating in front of you and you interact with that image. And the other aspect is not just diagnostic, it's therapeutic. You can bring that image uh, and superimpose that image on, let's say, a patient and then basically potentially enabling a better surgical procedure. So this is all in the early stages, but that's the goal, you know, to have this interactive holographic images superimposed in real anatomy, and then you can improve what you do therapeutically. So it goes from from educational to diagnostics to therapeutics. I think it's unbelievable. I think it's something that will certainly set the pace of how, how things are going to be done in the future.
0: It's so, so interesting, Raphael. And, and, you know, one of the things that you mentioned that going into close to 100 interviews now on, on the outcomes rocket, there's been common themes surfacing. And one of the themes that just keeps coming up and hitting us in the head is this idea that in medicine, innovation is not necessarily innovation, but it's actually implementation of things that already exist that are not being used in medicine. And these examples that you're giving us are just awesome. And to the listeners, whether you be a provider or an executive at a hospital, or even even somebody at a, at a medical device or pharma company, or even a payer for that matter, any stakeholder, what is it that you can do to implement already existing technologies? Because it's in that implementation that we're gonna get some interesting uh, outcomes. And able to kind of change the way we're doing things in medicine. Wouldn't you agree, Raphael? It's
1: 100%. You know, I think that uh, it's really a matter of thinking differently. You know, I don't want to quote Apple's uh, motto, you know, think differently, (laughs) but you have to. I think that you want to improve on things. I mean, you can imagine new things, and that's always good. But uh, I think innovate really means uh, disrupting the the traditional paradigms and and using sometimes uh, technologies that are right in front of you to improve what you do. In this case of medicine, you know, all the time i'm from venezuela i call my family oh, nice. on, on video so why not then call a provider 100 miles away or a patient 100 miles away and avoid yeah. a visit that doesn't need to happen you know physically or you know you and i are connected by audio and video and this does not substitute the physical visit this is just another tool to improve on what we do communicating and
0: connecting i love it no that's uh so true that is so true Raphael, you're a teacher as well as a provider and an innovator. Let's pretend you and I are building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine. It's the 101 or the ABCs of Dr. Raphael Grossman. So we're going to write out a syllabus here. I've got four questions, lightning round style. So I'll ask you, give me some shoot, shooting answers short, and then we'll finish with a book for the listeners. You ready for it? Absolutely. All right. What is the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Using technology in a smart way. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Don't assume anything. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? You have to think different and do not risk failure. What is one area of focus that should drive everything else in your organization or practice?
1: Looking to the future, having a vision of uh, what the future is going to look like and not be shy to get there.
0: Rafael, what's your all-time favorite book that you'd recommend to the listeners? There's so many out there,
1: so (laughs) But I think that in healthcare innovation, I have to say that Dr. Topol's uh, books uh, really guided me, The Creative Disruption of Medicine and The Patient Will See You Now, those are two books that really shape. But in medicine in general, I think books by Atul Gawande is a complications. Is a book by Atul Gawande that when I read it many years ago, I called my program director and told him, listen, every intern in the first day of, of internship need to read this book so <laughs> for, for patients and for anyone who's, uh, anyone related to healthcare or not.
0: Awesome. Thank you for those recommendations. You know, the uh, Atul Gawande has come up various times here in this section of the of the podcast. So I think it's time that the listeners, if you haven't read, including myself, I haven't read it any of those books, it's time to pick one of those up because when the themes are there, there's a reason. You know, these healthcare leaders are providing us with some guidance. Please take a look at these books that Dr. Grossman offered and don't worry about writing them down. Go to outcomesrocket.com slash Raphael. That's R A F A E L. You're gonna find all the show notes the discussion that we just had today, as well as this syllabus that we just put together for you. So dive on in there, outcomesrocket.com slash Raphael. Before we conclude, Raphael, I'd like to just invite you to share a closing thought with the listeners and then share the best place where they can get in touch with you.
1: Yes, absolutely. I want to just uh, meant some of what I said. I, I said, do not risk failure. I meant do not be afraid of failure, you know, when you ask me those questions. But I think that my closing thoughts would be related to the message that we've been entertaining in here. I think a technology is here to help us. We should not be afraid of technology. We should be afraid of not using technology in a smart way in order to improve what we do as patients and as providers. I think that the future is, is going to be really bright. I think it's up to us for that to happen. I am a communicator. I'm a speaker. I'm more than anything else a provider. My passion are my patients. I would love to connect with people in the social media channels that you mentioned, in LinkedIn. In my website is a non-commercial site that is an educational site. It lists in there everything I do and everything I, I, I learned that I think is interesting. I posted there. I am always looking for opportunities to engage physically or virtually conferences to go to i've been around the world and it's always good to visit places and see what they're doing and learn from people in different parts of the world you know it's just my honor and my blessing to be able to
0: to do so Raphael, this is great and listeners just to remind you the twitter handle is at z g j r and the website is Raphael grossman with two s's two n's g-r-o-s-s-m-a-n-n.com visit him get in touch rafael you continue to lead the way here for providers in digital medicine so really excited to keep up with what you're up to and so thankful that you decided to join us this morning thank you so much thank you so thanks for listening to the outcomes rocket podcast